This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Bearded Dragon Games. You can support us at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Gullia and Phil Blackman this week. Both guys are here. Hello. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. How about yourself? I can't complain. We got some new magic cards to talk about, so that's pretty excellent. I can complain. <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot of complaints. I don't know. What, 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 can we get into it? What's your guys' take on this best of one nonsense? Best of oh, one? Yeah, have you guys been getting all this like uh, the the chat that like Magic is eventually moving over to be a best of one format, and that's why they're how they're designing cards these days. I, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, I don't. Right I, I don't think that it, on paper that's going to be a thing. Great news. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm great. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing. It's... I'm doing splendid. Um. Yeah, I mean, I did. A lot, I've actually done a lot of Magic stuff in the past week, but I think we'll just talk about some of these new cards tonight. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. So what we're going to do tonight, we usually make, usually I make a list of stuff and, and then bounce it off you guys, <laughs> but we're kind of doing this in pieces. Zach and I talked about one card and you guys talked about stuff when I was out last week. So I think we're just going to do this. I'm on Scryfall. It's share with the guys. We're going to just hover over a card and decide whether or not we want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. We Let's should definitely start. talk about this first one. Gutter bones. One black man, a creature skeleton warrior. It is a two, one, Gutterbones enters the battlefield tapped, one black. Colon, return Gutterbones from your graveyard to your hand. Activate this ability only during your turn and only if an opponent lost life this turn. So it's like spectacle without saying spectacle. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't work on the other player's turn. Yeah, well, there's no, like, alternate it's cost. It's a spectacles right? matters card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this card's interesting, but is I, I, guess, I guess what it comes down to is it's not a zombie, and is it any better than Gravecrawler? It doesn't seem like it is. No, this card's... As a person who does that kind of stuff, that, this isn't really good. Going back to your hand for, for two isn't good. Like you just get squeezed for free. Yeah, exactly. The only difference is this guy, is, he's a recurrable creature that can block. He doesn't have the... That's because he doesn't go straight to the board. For, yeah, but that's why he doesn't. He can block every other turn. Every other turn. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. It, yeah, so that's not working. Okay. Keep uh, how going. about this next one? <laughs> no. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think this one. Let's try this one. This says Panic at the Disco? <laughs> what? <laughs> that can't be the name of this card. Yeah, uh, Panic at the Disco. That's the name of it. It's Bonito. called Bellow, for, Bellow of the Carnarium. Okay. Bellow of the Carnarium? What I like Panic at the Disco way it's probably, more. Uh, yeah. Spanish? 
Uh, bellow of the carnivorous. It's probably carnivorous scream or something. Uh, bellow of the predator. I bet. Yeah. One black black sorcery. All creatures get minus two minus two until end of turn. Exile all creature cards in graveyards that died this turn. If a creature would die this turn, exile it instead. So this wipes. The, this is a board wipe. And anything that's already dead leaves the graveyard. Which, by the way, you can you don't have to kill it with this. Yeah. And then if a creature would die this turn, exile it instead. So exile all creature cards in graveyards that died this turn. I don't know if there's any shenanigans you want to do with that. I mean, it just seems like something that's, I guess, I guess good against what, like... Colagon's Command? Well, no. So I guess it gets rid of... Uh... Uh, if, if your opponent leaves, like, Narcomoeba's in play or whatever, you can get rid of them that way. Like, I don't know. I don't see a whole lot being, like, great for this card. It it, lo it looks like an interesting, like, grind card, but, but I just don't see a situation where I need to exile my opponent's creatures in specific. Not, you know, that are 2-2s. Two that died this turn. Yeah, that's no good. It just I mean, if, if it just was, like, dies this turn. All creatures get minus two, minus two. Exile all it's, creature it's cards from graveyards. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird flaying tendril. It's just weirdly templated. Well, right. we like doing weird templates these days. What? Okay, so we don't know what this actual card is called yet. But it's called it's a split card. Scarecrow and Tin Man. It's the Orzov split card. Yeah. One and a hybrid black-white instant. This is Scarecrow. Uh, exile target card from a graveyard, draw a card. Tin Man, two black-white sorcery. Target player sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures that player controls. Gain life equal to that creature's power. Um, I, bet, I bet it's called Canonize and Excommunicate. Yeah, you think? I, I'm almost positive. Yeah. We could at least try with these <laughs> names. Panic of the Disco is funny, but... Um, I like this because it is it, it's hate for uh, like reanimator on both ends. Mm -hmm. Problem is it's one or four or two or four, which is probably too. It's a slow. lot of mana. Can yeah. we can we talk really fast about uh, what I was talking about earlier with you guys uh, via text? Why is it that like not every single split card that's come out since Dragon's Maze? Why aren't they all just fuse? They probably don't want to use that on everything though. I guess I always... it just it's such a it's just design space that was like really great that they just haven't used since then, and and I, I really would like to see something like that. I think every split card should have that, aside from the ones that are like you can play them from the graveyard, like the the two series, like Claim to Fame and stuff. I get yeah. why that the, those don't work that way, but I feel like after Dragon's Maze, every single split card should be should should have fuse. Well, the way that the like the design changes is if you think about it, like this is actually just two cards. It's just two separate cards. Yeah. And they have a, a name that sounds similar to each other, but no other connecting mechanic to, about them. Uh, other than it's like hybrid spell plus not hybrid spell. Yeah. Uh, while the fuse stuff, like if you're making the fuse cards, you have to have them coincide in some way so that when you fuse them, you get a better spell. Yeah. As opposed to just ran like this would just be four random things if you cast it for six, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right. True. Um I'm just trying to see that this other card, this card exists on the front end at one mana. Beckon Apparition. It's called. Beckon Apparition. Well, that's the well, one that, that gives you a guy. There's definitely one where you draw a card. 
Um, yeah, that's uh, uh, keep keep going, go up. Uh, it's well, there's headstone. No, not headstone. Which is well, this it's functionally this because yeah. it's a slow trip. They're getting around to fixing those homelands. Great, uh, cremate. cremate. There, there it is. There is. Yeah. So the going rate for this is one black, usually. Yeah. And this other one is cra- is sort of crackling doom. I don't know if two black white is easier to cast than red white black, but it's also not an instant. Crackling doom is great, but against like mirror lays and stuff. So yeah. Okay. Sorry, I got to click on a lot of these to see if they're uh, what they say. Uh, do we want to do this one? Uh, what's this do here? Creature you control signs combat damage. Mm, nah, I'm, I I don't think we we're gonna see uh, a Doran effect make make it to the. Yeah. Um. Okay. I really would. This is Carnival e Carnif Carnificina, which sounds like Carnival and Cannibal. Maybe. Based on the Car- art. Ca- Carnival and. Carn carniv carnivicate. It's probably like carnival and uh, carnivorous or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So you know, um, just like just like two words that sound similar but mean nothing to this of the same thing. Yeah, like flower and flourish. Uh, the first half of this is a black red hybrid instant that deals one damage to a creature or planeswalker and one damage to its controller. The other half of this is two black red sorcery. Deals three damage to an opponent. That player discards two cards. This I'm is, not. Sh- yeah, sorry. Uh, this is like fine for limited. I I don't see this card like making it into legacy play at all. I brought it up just because Phil was talking about um, spectacle being the best potential uh, of the effects in the last podcast, and this is a, this is the spectacle enabler we've seen so far. It's also a split card. Off the top, I think it's pretty good. If it's like, you know, people are holding counter magic and it's a sort of Grixis mirror. Yeah. And also, when they like send something, when they send a planeswalker down to one Liliana the Veil or something, uh, it gets rid of it. But that might not matter that much. They're dealing one to a, like a Jace or something can really throw up, um, or throw up, throw off their, uh, their, their plan, you know, yeah. because they can't do something. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not just saying it's there, Phil. I'm glad you. I'm glad you feel the same way about spectacle that I do. I really like it. This is one of those cards. It's good early. It's good late. Yep. Um. Oh, here's a big one. Prime Speaker Vanifar. Yeah. If this card Vanifar. had haste. Yeah. We'll talk <laughs> well, about it. Let's, in a second. Yeah. Let's read. We're, it. we're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna spend some time on this one. I think. Yeah. Two green blue legendary creature elf ooze wizard tap sacrifice another creature. Search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to one plus the sacrifice creature's converted mana cost. Put it onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. Activate this time only. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. It is a 2-4. Well, it's too late for anybody to go all in on, uh, uh, what's it called, Intruder Alarm, because that happened earlier today. Well, <laughs> you say that. You say that, but I actually think turn one, Hierarch, turn, turn true, Intruder Alarm, turn three, this, that could, that, that's got legs. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think it's a bad combo. I'm just saying people already went, went nuts to try and buy out the Intruder Alarms. Yeah. The reason I think it's good, and even Legacy, we're talking about Legacy, is you're going to play four of these and four Intruder Alarms. You're backing that thing up with force, right? Sure, of course. 
This isn't decayable. So that's not a problem. Anything that removes this, you can counter. You're playing a Hierarch deck, you can play Days. And if you untap with those two cards in play, you probably just win. Like, you put something in your deck that wins from there, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, that that would be what you would want to do. It, now, this is like Pod, where, like, it, it's going to be a skill type of thing, but you also have to get to turn four. Like, you have to untap with this guy. Well, they, That's they the hard part. Put, they straight up put Birthing Pod's text on this card. They did. And I don't, like, the the one difference about... Those spells, one. this is way worse than Pod in that I can't come down on turn two off of a dork. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't get... Um, like, the the difference, though, is that this doesn't cause any mana to activate. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a big huge. deal. That's, like, that's, that's a big that's, deal. That's a way bigger deal. Obviously, like, the intruder alarm combo. But if you also just have, you know, I mean, uh, any creature that causes this to either untap or blink or something like that... Yeah. Um, could also, I mean, I just thought like for standard, this is a wizard, and Nabon wizard wizards is gonna be hype. I didn't um, realize this was a wizard. Actually, there's so much text on it. <coughs> it's an elf wizard, yo. Um. Hmm. Yeah, no. there's a thing you can do with that. So if there's I, a I, wizard I, that says when this ETBs untap another target creature, you just get to go prime speaker with uh, Nabon. And then Nabon, ETB, two triggers, both of them target Vanifar. With each trigger on the stack, you get to search up another dude. Wow. So here's wow. the thing. Where do you go from here? Like, we've got Intruder Alarm, Hierarch, Days, Force of Will. Uh, Brainstorm and Ponder. Vanifar, Brainstorm, Ponder. Uh, okay, so you've got, your, you've got your one drop, right? Where do you go with a two drop? What's your two drop creature? Like scavenging ooze, or are you going? Are you going on down that route? Or are you going like straight into a combo? You don't care what your two is. You just want it to be like okay. Well, you There's have to. The if you want to be playing a combo deck, if you want to be playing a an, an ETB value deck, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I think this is going to be a combo. How many deck cards is that? One, two, three. Prime. Okay, four stays at four, and then five, six. That's twenty-four cards. Yeah. So right? to an- to answer Phil's question, if you're playing this with Intruder Alarm, you want to win after Intruder Alarm like is is activated. You don't want to be like, "Woo, I got out another creature, sacked it. Got out another creature, sacked it. Got out another creature, sacked it." Okay, go. Oh, it's worth noting that Intruder Alarm can be hit by abrupt decay, but that doesn't t- that doesn't take your tutor off the table, no. right? No. Um. I mean, your your oh, four drop hierarchy. your four drop can be uh, Academy Rector, <laughs> you know, like. Your four drop can be Academy Rector or Arena Rector. Sure. You know. Well, Academy Rector also... will get your intruder alarm back, is what I'm saying. Oh, that's right. Jeez. Yeah. Well, so this you is, gotta think about those sort of drop. creatures that are that are gonna get you value off of off of either coming into play or leaving the battlefield, right? And so I don't think that just getting a planeswalker like is is good enough, but I do think that maybe getting an enchantment and a planeswalker and something else like stuff that dies, you know, when this leaves the battlefield, uh, you know, a Thrag Tusk token, all that stuff added up could be very, could be very good. I think I look at this card and see that return to uh, retreat to Coral Helm Knight deck, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. Like it's a thing where you can kind of you can do it if you want to, but you don't have to. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... I, I so think maybe you don't play four of everything. Maybe you just play, like... Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a deck full of silver arms. bullets, you know? Like, you can... you, But you want a... Uh, be able to win from any particular spot combo, I think. 
And the question is, is how do you get to that point? Like what kills your opponent? Do, do you, you can't go all the way up to 15 and get an Emrakul, you know, like, so the, what, you can play what creature wins the game when it hits the board? Like Grizzlebrand's the only thing I can think of. And that doesn't actually win the game when it hits the board. There's probably weird, like, um, flare the hate bound stuff you can do. Yeah. Oh, well, no, what you could do is if you, I mean, you could always do like the Kiki combo stuff. Sure. Yeah. So like, if you get this thing, you know, sack whatever you can to get either, uh, the, what's the three, three that gains control of a permanent and gives a haste. Zealous conscripts. Zealous conscripts, but that's a five drop. There's got to be something that does something similar oh, for cheaper. Well, I mean, it, it, it's easy enough to do because you could be like, okay, I'll sack the uh, the Prime Speaker's NFR for a uh, Goblin War Marshal. Get other, all the way, other, oh, another creature, another yeah, creature. So now you've got a second creature. No, no, right? no, no, you can't, you can't um, sacrifice this to itself. No, no, you don't have to. Uh, you go, you go for any creature that gets you a second creature as well, right? Then you ramp that that creature all the way up to uh, Kiki-Jiki. Then you ramp the other creature all the way up to a, uh, what's it called, a Pestermite or whatever. And there you go. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing you could do. I mean, that's that seems like the easiest way to, to make this a uh, an instant kill once it untaps. This thing with the with the Pestermite or the Deceiver, both it, it does give it outs to untap it, the Prime Speaker itself. That's also true, yeah. So you can always like, you know, sack whatever your bird was or your, uh, you know, earlier creature, get one of those three drops, untap, sack it, and then go again. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, it has to be done at sorcery speed. So you can't like, you know, oh, my opponent's going to kill this thing, untap it and use it. Oh, then sorcery speed never. So my, my wanting to double up doesn't work then. Oh, yeah. You can't respond to triggers. That's actually good. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Come well, on, that that said, I think there's a lot there's a lot of room for this card. I I, I just in the last like two minutes, you, we I, you've completely turned me around on this card. Well, I don't know about legacy except the fact that that the uh, dude that we just created a rug a rug combo deck. Give me give yeah. me that at least. I think it's totally unplayable <laughs> in legacy, but God, it's sweet. Like the thing is, <laughs> this is a four drop that needs to untap. And it's like, if you're casting a four drop that wants a bunch of creatures, you're just playing, you know, fucking, what's that? Two green green, everything's free. Aluren. Aluren. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, th that does remind me that if you, you play Imperial Recruiter, um, you if, in, in your chain, you get another creature. Yeah. But that goes to your hand, right? Creature goes to your hand. Yeah. What so that need... creature is walking ballista, and then you sacrifice the Imperial Recruiter for something that gets you infinite mana eventually up the... <laughs> I don't know what that is, but such a thing must exist. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to untap with it. That's where the, that, To me, that's where the, the fact that this has a bunch of blue cards comes in, and even Days is out there if you want it. Because um, if you're threatening... To, now, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, Intruder Alarm becomes, like... I mean, that, that's probably the case anyway, but this thing starts to hit the table, you counter it, right? Or you kill yeah. it. But then then you have to go to your backup plan where you play this thing, and then you sacrifice the Hierarch and get a... What's the best two-drop? Tarmogoyf? Probably Goyf or Bob. Voice of Resurgence? Yeah, Voice, yeah. Voice is probably the best one, actually, because when you sacrifice the Voice, you get a token, and then you can do that other... Do my combo again. Dude, I'm... Yep. I'm if we get another, uh, if we go up to two hundred dollars before, uh, what's it called? Uh, 
Syracuse, I will play this deck at Syracuse. <laughs> figure out what the deck is first. Yeah. But to figure out, well, here's what we need. We have, we have a combo that wins to be named later. I think you guys are leaning towards Kiki Jiki or whatever, but yeah. I mean, that's possible. That's a creature-based combo. That's just level one. Yeah. Uh, it's a combo. You need a combo that wins, and you need a, a balance of cards that works. I think if you play this in, like, Bant, you're going to have Hierarch, right? Mm-hmm. You can actually play, you can play Enlightened Tutor, which gets you your uh, Intruder Alarm. I mean, this thing get, comes off a zenith. It causes, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I, I wonder. It also what, comes off a court of calling. Yeah. At I the think end of turn, cards. court of calling, and then get this, this guy, and then just untap and win the game. Are there any other good value elves? Because I was trying Funny. to figure out if elves would ever move into a space where it would just be the go-to Leovold deck. Um. Well. There's all there's all sorts of interesting big elves like this bloodbraid elf and stuff, but you know, I don't know if that's what you're looking for. Well, let's <laughs> move on to the next card. We've we've, we've... Uh, hold on. I want I wanted to oh. see how much I want to. I'm looking in modern. I want to see how much are those uh, how much are those um, collected company decks being played? You know, here's one tenth place Grand Prix Liverpool. Like collected company needs a what, three or a four drop. Collected company is is two three drops. Ah, that's see that's like, the problem. No, what I'm saying is just like is this if the, could this kind of deck be adapted to this card? You know, devoted druid. That's the combo in here, right? Yeah. Devoted druid and vizier, and then you just draw your whole deck until you find walking ballista. I mean, there's a there's a win, right? Yeah, boring. <laughs> it is boring. <laughs> So okay, I don't okay. I'm, I'm on, I, there, we'll figure it out, and everyone will pay us to make you play it for two rounds before you <laughs> before you do something else. Before you're off to uh, no way, man. I'm gonna take the tournament to down. Spike, I don't know, man. All spike the blockers. price of uh, I don't know. Hester might. Let's Here's make this. Thing, man. You play that, and then you you're just turning on your value strixes forever. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm gonna read the name of the card, and if you want us to review it, and we don't review it because we say no, um, but it's better than like, do you want to do this, and then saying, oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Pestilent Spirit. Do we want to talk about that? Death Touch guy. I'm interested right, in the in the uh, the the text on this card. It, it's uh, so this it's a. Okay. Go I'll on. read it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two to black, creature spirit, menace, death touch, three two, instant and sorcery spells you control have death touch. So that is interesting. I, it's not. It doesn't seem like it's playable, but that text is is interesting to me. So that lets you play, you know, a de- like you could play a red deck and get rid of your opponent's, uh, you know, Grizzlebrand or Germ- something like that. Dermag Angler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this makes uh, this makes Coligon's command into a kill spell for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't think that's. A, I don't think there's enough there. I mean, look, Menace is is not. Is not the worst, you know. Menace is an underrated ability. Menace and Death Touch already on a three mana three two. Like I, I could read this card as a three mana like two two or two one, and and I'd be like, eh, it's pretty good. At at three two, you're you're skirting into what what is playable because that's a clock, man. This thing or is that. Come on, three mana, three mana. Come on. The, Just the saying, man. The, the like. Ladies, the, the way these interact is that with Menace, you have to block with two creatures, right? Mm-hmm. So you're taking three a turn off this, or you put two things in front of it. 
as long as one of those things has toughness two or less, this assigns damage to kill that first one and then the second one, right? Because you have to kill, you have to assign lethal damage to at least one creature. Mm-hmm. You're always so, going to be able to kill two creatures if, if it blocks, assuming that the creatures aren't, like, indestructible. Here's the thing about this, too, is that literally any instant or sorcery you have in your hand that deals damage to, to one of those creatures could, ki- could kill one of those creatures, and then the, the block is, like, screwed up. This is interesting with that with that split card that deals one damage to a creature. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Th- here's a question. What happens if my lightning bolt... Hits a Jace at five. Uh... That touch applies to creatures. Creatures, only. It okay. Says deal to a creature. Damn. Which is too bad. <laughs> I, I think it would be cool if it killed Planeswalkers. Yeah. But no. Okay, um, that's that's fair. I guess that makes uh, sense because a death touch creature attacking a Planeswalker doesn't kill the Planeswalker. I I don't think this can be played. I don't think there's enough there. No, so like, it's it's interesting design space, but I don't think it. I don't think it's if it was either. like if it was also recursive or something. If it was yeah, a four three, what do you think? A you know, four three for three is is good. That's I mean that's I there, there are cards in limited that get played like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh this end raise forerunners, I don't think we need to. That's just bad crater hoof. Yeah, bad crater hoof. Rakdos, I think it's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, is Wilderness this, Rakdos. Is this even a creature that you would wanna uh like cheat into play? Nope. Nope. Sure is not. Yep. Although Wilderness. the silver is super sweet. But I'll give it that. It's a super flavorful, fun card, but yeah, no, it's never. It will never hit the table. Seriously, <laughs> there was a card called Showstopper yeah. in the last Ravnica set. Um, Wilderness Reclamation, I think, is too expensive. Yeah. Uh, Ravager Worm. <laughs> you guys are reading this one? No. No, I know what it does. It's just it. It. I. I is there a land like? Who wants a six mana five six that? Just stone rains you. It doesn't yeah, always stone, stone rains. rains like correct. stone rains like a particular type of land. Yeah, who's, not good. Who's doing this? Who who wants to pay this amount of mana? People not who really seeing, want rug to, <laughs> a, a new creature and rug to work. Precognitive perception. I don't think is there. Yeah, no, unfortunately, five too much. Yeah, th- this addendum thing makes makes almost every one of these cards not legacy playable because they're costed just a touch too high to be playable as instance anyhow, and then as uh, like as a sorcery you just would never cast this in, in legacy. We're getting now to two cards that I think might see play in legacy. Okay. Spawn of Mayhem, two black black creature demon four four spectacle one black black. Flying Trample, at the beginning of your upkeep, Spawn of Mayhem deals one damage to each player. Then if you have ten or less life, put a plus one, plus one counter on Spawn of Mayhem. Um, the only reason I think this might get played is there is a Demon Stompy deck. Uh, this allows you to play more Spawns of Mayhem with its with its, uh, yeah. with its ability. It does, it does do <laughs> that, and it's not so legendary. So essentially you're taking two a turn, and then you're attacking for ten. I mean... I think that'll. I think someone will try this in that kind of deck. I it's it's one of these situations where I don't necessarily think the card is good or great or anything, but I think it'll see play if that makes sense. Yeah. All these new cards get tried out. It's like how random stuff shows up in Oath. Uh, Scargan Hellkite, three red red. Wait, hold on. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go oh, back. Sorry. This demon. I yeah. get that it's likely going to see play because it's a three mana flying trample value guy. That being said, I think it's a super boring mythic. But does it go into, like, will this 
compete ever? Like, does the fact that True Name Nemesis exists mean that this Wujers will never see play? It doesn't get blocked by True Name. No, no, no. But I'm saying if this came down for one black black, is somebody who's spending three mana on a creature, are they ever spending it on this instead of True Name? Well, I think that's the thing. This this goes into a very particular Maybe kind Nate of deck does. that already exists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. If this was Spectacle Black Black, that would be really interesting. One Black Black is a lot, but... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. No, I think it goes in, into a, a deck that exists, and that deck will try stuff. That's That's where I'm coming from here. But that deck is just Chalice plus things. Yeah, it's a okay. Chalice plus things deck, yes. Speaking of Chalice plus things. I don't know. Like in, in Chalice plus things dot deck, that thing wants one black black and they want Soul Lance. Yeah, but they also play Urborg. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Scargan Hellkite, three red red creature dragon, four four with Riot. It has flying because it is a dragon. Mm-hmm. Three and a red. Uh, three and a red, this thing forked bolts if you have a plus one plus one counter on it. Um. I think this card is a perfect card to slot into Dragon Stompy. I mean, uh, that's that's what we're looking at for for this here. Right. right? If you're not playing all Rabble Masters <laughs> this, for whatever this reason. fucking spoiler, guys. Oh, man. Stompy players unite. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, I thought about that about both these cards. I don't think they're great. I don't think they're the best option. I think someone playing that kind of deck will play this card. Yeah. This is this is Hazaret, right, which is played in those kind of formats and it attacks. You know? Yeah. There you go, right? It's, I like this card a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of any creature that has three three creature types. So it's called, a, what, Growth Chamber Guardian? One in the green for an elf crab warrior. Two, two. Did they, did they spoil this with the animation, by the way? I think they spoiled it with animation. <laughs> um, okay, two in a green. Adapt two. Whenever one or more plus one, plus one counters are put on this, card you may search your library for a card named growth chamber guardian reveal it put it in your hand and shuffle your library grab um, aggro man look at that here's your here's your elf you were talking about phil <laughs> yeah there's so um, many so many sweet, elf. sweet elves <laughs> okay i don't know if this is good in legacy i actually think this will be really busted in standard growth chamber guardian will see zero play in legacy zero yeah. Absolute zero. I know we I will, talk about I will play well, I think, the, I think I will the jankiest things. elf deck that's ever happened if it sees any amount of play ever in Legacy in a legitimate way. If this cre- if this had sh- uh, Shroud, I'd play it. I, yeah, right. <laughs> I think if this, I think if, like, it's one of those things where I think it'll be good in Standard and maybe someone will see that and try it in Legacy because that happens. Maybe it's only me who tries that, but sometimes people do that. Um, it's a, it's an interesting card. I mean, you you this Adapt is instant speed, right? Yeah. So you bring this down, and then on your third turn you just pass. It's sort of like, um, it's sort of like uh, Stoneforge Mystic, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of. So is it? Is it though? <laughs> well, better than sort. Here's the it's thing. better than Stoneforge Mystic in this uh, Kogan's Command era. Right. Because in response to the Kogan's Command, you adapt, and then you get another one. I mean, it's a tutor. That it's a tutor. So sorry, I'm getting a bunch of that Discord. It's a tutor for another tutu. Yeah, that's still putting a card in your hand. That's, that becomes a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, and then you get another <laughs> one. Oh, man, you guys just have all of the mana in all of the world. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I, I, um, I, look, dude, I want these cards to do well, but uh, I'll be the realist on this cast. There's no way you're paying five mana to get a 4-4 four, four and a 2-2. Two, two. Not in one turn. 
No, you're paying seven mana against two two. <laughs> well, you put a card. I don't know. It draws a card. All right. Uh, I'm gonna have, to have you read Brainstorm? Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. You're here listening to this Eternal Dirtles podcast, but what you need to do is go over to Eternal Dirtles Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Eternal Dirtles, and show your support, brother. Yeah. Uh, depose and deploy. Depose is one and a white-blue. Uh, instant tap target creature, draw a card. And that is how far ice has fallen. Deploy is two white and blue. Instant. Create two 1-1 one, one colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying. Then you gain one life for each creature you control. I think this will see play. I, I, I said Stoneblade one of. Yeah, I can see this, this being played as a one of in something. I mean, you tap target creature, draw a card, which is, you know, then you could Snapcaster that, too, which is, like, a thing you could do. Yeah. Uh, and then if not, you just hold up four mana, and if nothing happens, you just make two things, draw two, or gain two life, and then attach whatever weapon you have in play to that. Right? Yeah. No, I don't I don't disagree. I, yeah. I, I, I don't think this is the best card, but so far, it, it out of all the cards we've actually talked about, it seems like this could see play. Yeah. This will see, guys. This will see no play. <laughs> we'll see zero play. Uh, no, I don't like this one. You don't um, like Chesa? No. Uh, I, 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 I like her. I don't think she's gonna see any play, but I like her a lot. Yeah. Well, she's the, for, for anybody who doesn't know yet, she's the one that doubles up every death trigger. All the Tesas have been interesting and not great, right? <laughs> well, the seven mana one was never gonna be good. The three mana one just needs to have a deck built around it, and we're not too far off. Now we're not. Yeah, they've really got it with this with this set too. Um, want to talk about this one, Seraph of the Scales? Yeah, let's talk about that one. Two white black creature angel. It's a four three with flying. White Seraph of the Scales gains vigilance until end of turn. Black Seraph of the Scales gains death touch until end of turn. After life two, so this dies and leaves behind two one ones. That is the only reason why this card is playable is because it, after it gets bolted, you're gonna get two guys. Talk about your boring mythics, Phil. Yeah, this is actually a pretty boring mythic. It's dude, it's all not of the, bad, all of the mythics that aren't like characters in the story are all boring as fuck. Yeah, They're boring. They're all just like generic uh, creatures with keywords and stats. This looks like a lot better because it has so much text. It looks like it is a much better card than it is. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's it's you know it's cool, but Afterlife Two is, is not where have this card It needed to be lifelink. Like, who wants their four three to be vigilant? Like, are you going to block with your four three? No. Yeah, you're gonna block <laughs> a delver on the way back if they don't block you on the way in. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. This one is such a joke. Amplifier. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. Uh, amplifier, two red red, creature elemental. It's a one one. At the beginning of your upkeep, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Until your next turn, amplifier's base power becomes twice that card's power, and its base toughness becomes twice that card's toughness. Put the real cards at the bottom of your library in a random order. I think the best part about this card is the joke you made on on Twitter about it. But that it sounds like a super hip uh, pizza place. Yeah. Like one of those wood fired pizza places. Yeah, dude. I would go eat at amplifier. Eat at amplifier. Did they have so live were you uh, were you hip to any of the jokes we were making? 
Me? Oh yeah. Oh Phil. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, dude. I I I commented back. I said exemplifier just missed out. Exemplifier. Oh. Yeah. Exemplifier. <coughs> amplifier is such a. No, I was saying amplifier is that uh you know it's that wood grilled pizza place that only has pizzas named after like '90s bands. Yeah. Like the Weezer, the Rage Against the Machine. Amplifier um, definitely has live music every night for your, your, <laughs> it your does. Or like Thursday night pizza. Ba- it's got, bands it's you've got never got heard of. Amplifier Amplifier definitely has like locally brewed beer. You oh, know, like yeah. micro brews. Micro brews, right? And it's like all dark and everything's very angular. You know, and then you get like a pizza that's got some sort of crazy vegetable on it. Yeah. Uh anyway, the card is dumb, but uh it's kind of I bet there's a funny combo deck you could do with this, like Put a bunch of world spine worms in your deck. Well, I and mean, then, like, this, this card's for this. just asking for Phil to throw it into his uh, the multifarious deck. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you hit that dreadnought. Dreadnought. <laughs> you hit the death yeah, shadow. Dude. Let's put in this four mana <laughs> double red one one. Sweet, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, no, this card is just one of those things where it's like you want to do the broken thing. But the fact that it's a creature just makes it so that you have, if you were to get build this deck, you have to build it with four of itself, and itself stops itself. Yeah, that is a problem. So it's no, just like I, it, it, it's designed to get in its own way, and it's just like wh- who's doing that? I'm putting up some cards for you guys. We got a world spine worm here, right? Matic entrance. It's a problem with the, the other problem with this is that you have to draw these cards sometimes you know like your your plan can't be tap out four mana slam amplifier protect it somehow and then like be like well the cards no, i have in my hand are road spine worm uh emercool you know yo guys the big fact furry that monster dedicated like <laughs> almost two minutes to amplifier that's more than amplifiers like will ever get attention ever yeah unfortunately not good I have Garbo. With it. I'll try it. Garbo. Uh, mass manipulation, skip. Ooh, I, I honestly, want this card to be good. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's Would bad. you pay five but, mana for somebody else's Jace? No, nah, dude, we're, we're, we're high-tiding. What, what if their Jace was at, like, nine? I love the idea that you're <laughs> like, yeah, Jace is at nine and you're not dead. <laughs> Jace is at nine and you've resolved your XX quadruple blue spell. <laughs> That's yeah. like that's like beyond magical Christmas land. That's yeah. a yeah. Kaya, you want to talk about Kaya? Yeah, we should I talk like about Kaya. Kaya. She's bad, but I like her. Kaya Orzov Usurper, one white black brother, legendary planeswalker. Kaya, three loyalty plus one. Exile up to two cards from a single graveyard. You gain two life if at least one creature card was exiled this way. Minus one. Exile target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. Minus five, Kaya deals damage to target player equal to the number of cards that player owns in exile, and you gain that much life. Let's talk about how this card kills, uh, what's it called, uh, Merit Lage. Right. Wow, your three mana sorcery <laughs> speed spell. Hey, I'm just saying, it does kill It does kill Merit Lage, so that, that one mana or less clause uh, do, does, does become a thing. It they totally really, they've, they've just really not the three mana planeswalkers that aren't the Liliana's just really go nowhere. Dude, yeah. any every single planeswalker that's been three mana that isn't Liliana or one of the Liliana's is like laughable by comparison in terms of like what is power level. Yeah, of course. Like it's they like know what un, they did. It's like not close. It's like wildly not close. 
This should have gone plus two and then ultimated the next turn or something like uh, like Tezzeret, you know, could have done that. I mean, I, like, but that's only, you know. Here's the, th- I mean, I am happy that they are printing Planeswalkers that aren't, because like anything above three or four mana, it's always just draw a card, kill a thing, win the game. And that's yeah, all right. varying flavors of those things. So it's like, it's cool to get planeswalkers that fit more into certain like particular strategies they they want you to do more things other than just themselves being the most powerful thing going on so i i can appreciate like build around style walkers uh it's just that one of those things where if you're playing a three mana sorceries like you wouldn't play this if it was an enchantment that said you know every turn choose one of these things for three mana you know and this one just happens to be something that can get attacked down for no value so it's like I don't know. I mean, you really need, like, maybe this is a board card, maybe in some weird format where, like, you know, one or less matters. Like, I don't know. How how, how many people in Vintage are going crazy that this thing is another thing that is a three-mana walker that exiles artifacts? Like, or I don't mock- know if that even matters. What what, do you, what what does this hit? What is one? What's one or less? Delver of Secrets, Mother of Runes, Aether Vial. That's right, Chandler. No, no. It got, Mother of Runes just protects <laughs> Oh yeah, because by the time you cast this, the Mother Runes is active. Sure. Yep. Um, so okay, so Mother uh, Aether Vial, Germ all, Token, you know, like Germ Token, which you know you don't. Have, it's one white black. How do you not kill a Germ Token, right? <laughs> um, you could vindicate. You could vindicate for this cost. Yeah. At that at this speed, right? I think I think honestly, if you could vindicate, you should vindicate instead. This thing, it's it's also like the the exile clause. Like, it's just not a legacy card. Because even if you wanted to exile cards from their graveyard, it, like against the decks that that matters against, it, this is way too slow. Also, the exile exile non land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. I get that it's exile and exile is a thing, but it doesn't feed into its plus its plus, which is like getting rid of creatures from the graveyard. Well, it does feed into the ultimate, which is how yeah. many things the other person owns in exile. Of course, Merit Lage would not be a card in exile. Um, the, just, the one uh, thing I would say, you mentioned Vintage. I actually didn't think about this, but Vintage just hits all the boxes, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, which is, a, like, there's always something to hit. <laughs> and also the plus one can really mess with the delve cards. So there's that. I mean, it, like, it's not, the thing is, it's like, the, the graveyard hate is too slow to matter against, like, Reanimator. Yeah, but it's or, good against like Gurmag Angler or Snapcaster Mage, right? Yeah, no, I mean like this is this does uh, accumulated knowledge. Mana what what Deathrite Shaman was doing to Rug, right? Like it was making it annoying to get to threshold. Yeah, but this doesn't accelerate you in as a three mana sorcery. It's like once again, like the things that you can be doing at three mana for sorcery speed, a lot of them just end the game. Yeah, no, no, I I'm yeah definitely agreeing with you. Also, if you wanted a three-mana three Planeswalker that was, you know, not Liliana, like, the first one I would go to is either the original Jace or Ashiok. A Manito, um, Dak Faden. Dak Faden, exactly. Yeah. Dak, yeah. yeah. Dak Faden only really does one thing in Legacy, and that's enough, you know? Um, all right, but we're going to get to some good ones now. Hold on, I'm gonna call up the. Uh, there we go. Is this coming through? Probably not. <laughs> Whoa. Um. Anyway, Judith. He was, the he was trying Diva. to play Judith. He was trying yeah, to play. I was trying to play Judith. I forgot I turned off my uh, sounds. Um. 
Judith, the Scourge Diva, one black, red. Legendary creature, human shaman. It's a 2 2. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus oh. Whatever a non token creature you control dies. Judith, the Scourge Diva, deals one damage to any target. Young hearts run free. <laughs> this, this card is, uh, this card's cool. Yeah, I actually really like this card a lot. I, I I think that as I as the more I thought about the non-token clause on the dying, I was like, oh, that's not a big deal. The more I realized that's probably still not good. That's probably like if you could if you, if tokens could could trigger this, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer that tokens can't trigger that. Well, it's one of those things in standard where if it could, then this with afterlife just means everything shocks on the way out, and that's with after like like oh, you have a thing with afterlife, like it will now deal four, like. That's two. That, that would be the best thing going on. Two, because you have one thing when it dies and one when it does. And one when the token dies. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, right. Think, the thing is, the other, other creatures you control, the Anthem effect is good with tokens. Yeah, which exactly. Is funny. That's the thing like, that I, 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 when I read this card, I was like, the, the second clause means very little to me. It's cool that it can hit any target. Um, but what I think what really brings this card home is the fact that like your souls tokens are two one flyers yeah blood gas is the, is a very breakable card with this that makes every land into a into a forked bolt with like goblin bombardment or something yeah uh, with a sack outlet um you could do a lot of damage that way and really just wipe the board um in in the in any deck playing goblin bombardment goblin bombardment is the best card uh, so that is a thing that if you can somehow double the value of that, that's good. I mean, you could play with, uh, what's it called? A uh, grave crawler. Yeah. Grave crawler. Right. And some, yeah, it's basically <laughs> the deck that builds itself. Um, so I'm going to give this a shot. I'll find a home for this one, but, um, I mean, you could also just play it like as a value creature, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's value in pumping your team, you know, like if you have a young pyromancer, and your tokens come from every card. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it's just like you get incidental value from mm-hmm. that, and then when the young pyromancer dies, you get incidental value off that, right? Because they're gonna kill that thing first, and you're still gonna have a bunch of two one tokens. Or they kill this, and it triggers itself. You know, like it's just a little upside. You might do even if you only do two to three with this, but you know you've attacked for six for because of it or yeah. nine or whatever with like and- a you know. It feels a little win more for like what for like young pyromancer and uh, and uh, souls, but I think like as a one or two of it, it, in a deck like that, it might just be enough to just push you past people. Well, it's it's Kaya, not Kaya. Um, who's the the queen? Marquesa, you know? Yeah. Like those kinds of like Marquesa is kind of kind of the same kind of card where it's like here I'm gonna call it Marquesa. Um. The Black Rose, right? Uh, Marquesa, the Queen Marquesa. Yeah. Like, this is a 3-3 three, three with <laughs> with haste, and you draw a card at the end of your turn. And then if your opponent's the Monarch and this is in play, you get a token. Like, they're not, like, it's just got, like, it, does, it just does a bunch of things that a deck that wants to do any one of those things can get some use out of. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're going to get some use out of, a, you know, a, a body. You're going to get some use out of the anthem you're gonna get some use out of the, the trigger on death i think there's that's where i where i see like a little bit of interesting application there um like you either have some, maybe you have like blood uh, blood gas to recur a lot or maybe you have young pyromancer where the tokens are attacking for a lot 
and then you just get instant value when the pyromancer dies. You know, maybe you have things that are self-sacrificing for whatever reason, um, like. Yeah. Like of all the spoilers, that I think actually is legitimate, though. You think? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those cards where obviously it's 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 home is going to be in a fringe deck, but uh, for the the decks that want to be doing you know cabal therapy, like you said, bombardment style things, this is just like man, what a gift this one is, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like yeah. being the anthem is awesome. You don't care about the toughness because you're actively looking for your creatures to die anyway. The only downside is that when this thing gets hit. But when it dies, at least it, you know, shoots something on the way out. You know, it's like, I don't know how any creature deck survives against this if it's not removed. It's just one of those things where, once again, it's like you're never playing this outside of one of those gimmicky decks because you have true name otherwise. So, like, you would just never play this three mana sorcery thing. But for the decks that want to be bloodgasting, like you were talking about before, you know, like that type of thing you know, if you zombardment uh, a, a bloodgast, dome them for something, plus shoot another thing with Judith, and then bring it back and do it again, like, they, they just never get a board if they're a, a reasonable, a reasonably fair creature deck. Right, uh, and, I've, I've, and that's the thing, like, I've done that with zombardment, like, they'll just clear their board, and they, you know, you've got, like, a 2-1 in play, that's all you need. In this case, a 3-1 and a 2-2, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's got fringe applications and you know the black red shell has sort of emerged a little bit as a thing that one can play so i like that uh we'll talk about this one that you were talking about earlier phil uh dovin grand arbiter dovin i like that in that pronunciation what, what have you guys been saying dovin, dovin? it's 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 pronounced dovin but i like, I like dovin better dovin is Dov- way better it's kind of like it's kind of like instead of kevin you're just saying dovin yeah Dovin Grand Arbiter, one white black, or one white blue, rather. Legendary Planeswalker, Dovin. Loyalty three, plus one. Until end of turn, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a loyalty counter on Dovin Grand Arbiter. Minus one, uh, create a one one colorless doctor artifact creature token with flying. Gain one life. Minus seven, look at the top ten cards of your library. Put three of them into your hand and the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. <laughs> well, that's a lot. Would you call it dig through overtime? Back to the future. Dig through overtime was what. Where's was Phil? What, so, this is his card. Dig through was overtime. It? Sorry, I was I I with the I live right next to the subway and the subway was just really loud, so I was uh, waiting for it to pass <laughs> so I could actually hear myself. Um, yeah, no, the the idea that this is just dig through overtime as an ultimate is really sweet. I the, the thing is is that this is one of those cards where. It's, I actually am only looking to try and do the ultimate. Like, I don't care about the other abilities. It's like, he's really just there to be dig through time. And I think that that ability is powerful enough to, uh, to like, explore the possibilities for this card because he could reasonably ultimate and then not, and still be on the table. Yeah. Because he goes up to four and then he only needs to hit seven. But if he goes above that, then he just stays on the table and his, his plus can give him a lot of loyalty if you're ahead. And if we learned anything from dig through time, it's when once you dig through time, that puts you way ahead, and then it kept you ahead. So if you just continuously can go off by like spamming more guys, digging through overtime, and then spamming more guys and continuously digging through overtime, like 
you're just going to be, you know, ancestraling every turn and all of them are tutors. Well, that's the so, thing about this card is is that because it creates guys and and it's plus one is, you know, for you're plus oneing, but you're also gaining however many creatures you have that connect. So if if you what negative one at the first the first time it comes in you get a guy right the next turn you attack and you've basically already made up for the negative one by attacking right because it's gonna plus two but if you if you just do that twice right you go negative one negative one like in three turns you're gonna be back up to seven relatively quickly not to mention if you have any other creatures in play you know if you happen to be like a, a weird like blue white weenie deck. You know, like, this could probably fit fine in a blue-white Delver deck, you know? The other, I mean, honestly, like at, at, like, at the very worst, this thing, it makes a Thopter gain you a life and then somehow just immediately dies if it didn't, you know, if they remove the blocker, which means that it's still traded for a card. Mm-hmm. At Like, if you did nothing else because you were, had to play defense, this thing puts three 1-1 flyers and gains you three life over three turns. Like, obviously, that's not great, but, like, I don't know if you needed to. It's not bad uh, for three mana, man. It's it's not bad for three mana, especially since the plus the 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 ceiling on it is insane. If you it, like, if you dig through, if you get this guy's ultimate off, which isn't that difficult in terms of its numbers, then the game should just immediately end, right? Like, it, well, like the the game will continue for X number of turns, but it will have been over. Well, like we were talking before about uh, Lavinia, like Lavinia fits with this card just fine. You play that on turn two attack uh you know plus one it and attack and it goes up to four you untap you bring it down to three with another token and then the next turn you attack and go up to five you know like or sorry six you know yeah. you can you can do some pretty crazy stuff in a grind in like a grindy match with with this card it's not good against storm obviously but like there's plenty of like against against another jace deck even this this card's gonna pressure them you know that's actually an interesting point. Against a Jace type deck, like, like in the blue white mirror, for sure. Yeah, in the blue white mirror value. Remember that in the blue white mirror, Pyroblast. It's always blue white red with Pyroblast of too. You've Got to keep that in mind. Yeah. But this thing is going to come down earlier than the Jace and do something, right? They're going to just plus. I, I don't. Ima- I, I imagine that this comes on an empty board. You make a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Do you plus it to four on an empty board? Maybe. Why? Why bother? Like you're gonna you, you you're gonna go up to four the next turn. You're right. Okay, so that's right. There's no there's nothing to lose. You, 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 every yeah, guy you make is, that is you just a loyalty that's waiting to happen. And so it, there's that. The other it, thing like, is if you snowballs. And then we're talking about like a planeswalker control deck. If you have any creature down when you cast this, you can plus two immediately, mm-hmm. right? And I still would you know. I think the math works out better. If you always make a dude and then the next turn you attack with with two dudes, you know, like you should always uh, almost from what I can gather, you should almost always have two creatures in play and attack before you plus one. Unless the you can protect it and know that it's going to ultimate the following turn. Sure. Right, because you have two creatures in play and you play this plus one goes to four attacks goes to six. Yeah, it's next crazy. turn plus next one turn, goes nine. to seven. It goes to if you if you plus one at the next turn, it goes to nine because you still have those two creatures in play, right? Then yeah. you can then you can dig through overtime, still have those guys up. It's at two loyalty, untapped. The next, you know, like you can do so much with uh, with this card because it has like this variable like plus X 
to it because of the uh, having guys. And this thing is another. I mean, it's the same thing that you were talking about before, Judas, where young Peasy is uh, uh, exactly. something that enables. Like instead of, it's almost fun to look at young Pyromancer or you know Mentor or whatever as a payoff, just as much as they're an enabler. Yeah. Well, it's about, yeah, the army in a can, right? Right, army in a can, guys. It's like you want to be playing. Like if you're playing in these colors, you're gonna want to be in the blue shell anyway, right? So like having those kinds of payoffs where it's just like, you know, I mean, unless this thing is like your your full on build around, but this just being, you know, some number of them, whether it's one or uh, just a couple or even a sideboard card or what have you, like th- this is one of those things where it's it's not as good as uh, like it's obviously it's not as good as Liliana Last Hope, like what is, but. If it's you play this, like <laughs> you know, it's it, a different deck. It, let, let you, it, let's say you played this. This thing has the exact same numbers as Lily Last Hope, in terms of like the time in which it would ultimate if nothing else happened, right? So like if you plus Lily four times, it ultimates, right? So it's a spend four win the game. I would look at this. This card also on the floor is a suspend four win the game if nothing else happened. So in a board where like they like if your opponent chooses to like not fight over this guy they will simply they will just lose like i don't i think it's it's kind of misleading how powerful dig through overtime actually is and so because it's the thing that like you know doesn't have like you know when lily hits the table you know you have to fight over it because you know that that ultimate is going to win the game at some point and there's never going to be a thing you can do about it right outside of racing i don't think i've but, ever won a a ultimated lily race ever yeah, no, and it's because it's insane, right? Like, <laughs> it's, like it's that, that, that it's just stupid. But it's one of those things where, in the decks that would actually build to make Dovin reasonable, it's the same thing, right? Like, yeah, you would you would be like, oh man, I thought I could, uh, you know, race this Dovin, and then they just dug through overtime, looked for three cards, and then the like the game is over. It may not look over. It may be miscon. It may be deceptive, but it's over. So like. This when this hits the table, the thing that then matters is Dovin. Yeah, and that's it. Nothing else will matter, unless like, you know you're getting comboed out. In which case, you would take this out anyway. I mean, th- this card seems like it would be a perfect fit into the deck that you played uh, in in uh, what's it called Baltimore. Oh, for sure. Of of all of the in in Espermentor, for sure. Yeah, yeah. because it has creatures anyway. They're all well, incidental. Like you were on red if, for a while, right? Didn't you? Weren't you playing the Pyromancers? Uh, I I tried playing I I tried instead of Esper I tried playing uh, Jess guys so right. I could play you know all of the token guys yeah um, like that just seems great with with this guy yeah I mean it, it's it's yeah it's one of those things where you become very good against fair decks and then pretty mediocre against combo decks like you know choose your colors like and black is better against combo, combo decks <laughs> um, but I think of all of the cards that have been spoiled so far Dovin is head and shoulders easily the most uh, legacy playable uh, from everything that's been that we've seen. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just want. I think I'm, he's way I'm better than curious, people think. I'm a little curious about the this this this. I mean, all planeswalkers have a lot of decisions because they have a number of things you can do every turn. There's a lot of dials, right? Is there ever a situation where your point where your plan is to play this minus one minus one minus one? Thank you. Yeah, if you have a if you have another in hand. Another one. Yeah, that's if you have another in hand, reason. if you are at uh, 38, when it comes down, you have a so- uh, Feldar Sovereign in play. Dude. You think if, you're if, always if, plus if one you, in this. 
if you went minus one, minus one, minus one, and then played another and plus, oh. it ultimates the following turn. Yeah. Yeah. So that, in a way, that makes this almost a four of in a, in a deck that's designed to play it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is a, a card that, in standards, you're going to see it as a four of. Dude, this is this is just straight up, like, this in standard will be a four of in a deck, and it will be insane. Like, this will be amazing. This card's well, this huh. card's gonna like people are gonna dig through time in in standard and it's just gonna like it's gonna be head and shoulders better than anything else that's going on and it's not gonna be close like, unless you're getting aggroed out like unless aggro is the only thing you can be playing and you know the removal spells and whatnot just can't keep up th like this is this ultimate is the most powerful thing happening in standard aside from like Teferi ultimating or whatever you know yeah well Teferi goes in this deck in standard which is gonna be hilarious um. We'll skip Biomancers for familiar. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, anyway, I, I, I'm actually okay, now that we're, I just want to close out on this. This I'm done just because I was like I wasn't really a believer in this, but I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from with this. I think it's most vulnerable to turn after you play it, and that might be the, true of all Planeswalkers. It's the most vulnerable in that, like, yeah, if you want to protect it, you got to go down to two, but if you want to just like you know dodge a, a lightning bolt or whatever, you just plus it and go to four. Also, next... if you have, you know, you don't have to slam this on turn three. If you happen to already have a, a couple of guys in play, and then you play this and you plus it, and it can ultimate the next turn, like that's it, game over. Also, if you just have Strix or something, right? Like, if in the in the games where you know the 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 Strix is never actually blocking, like there's it's like not a creature matchup, and you just need to aggro Dovin to get to seven, like attack with the Strix, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I I, I I think Devin here is uh, Devin Grand Arbiter. Duveen, he's, he's legacy playable ready, and he he will see play, and it's going to be a delight. Yeah. I don't know the story, by the way, but oh, I, I'm pretty sure all of the all of the guys from this set um, that are in these positions usurped their uh, spots from other uh, guys in those positions. I love because I called up Grand Arbiter Augustine. Yeah, yeah. Here's so the thing. Grand he, Arbiter Augustine makes no sense. Like, this, this does not make sense as a Grand Arbiter to me. He's making <laughs> Thopters. He's gaining loyalty. Like, doesn't doesn't the Arbiter, like, tax people? Like, what's going yeah. on? I don't, may, uh, and maybe he's, uh, you know, he's he's uh, no new taxes. He's He looks sort of like uh, George H. Bush. No, dude. His, his oh, taxes are whenever a creature Too attacks, soon. right? His <laughs> Thopters are going in, like, uh, they're they're like the IRS. They're going out and auditing people. Yeah, dude. And the more he has out there attacking people, the more the more he the gains. The more he collects. Yeah. I mean, uh, he well, is he is. They are like uh, draining. You know, when when those hit, they drain the opponent and they go to him. And then you ha you have to be more loyal to him because he's the one percent. Yeah, I think Kaya is Ghost Dad. Kaya killed Ghost, Ghost Dad. Dad. Is, is, he's, she's the Ghost Assassin. Did she, she? Did she kill Ghost Dad or did she, she kill the King? She killed Ghost Dad. She killed the King, who's not Ghost Dad. She killed Abzadidiak. Then she came. Then she came to Ravnica to. Did she do it actually again. kill Ghost Dad on on Ravnica or did she just kill the ghost that was the original monarch? Nah, homie. She killed Ghost Dad. <laughs> All right. I mean, she usurper. She usurps. <laughs> We actually have two more cards. How much? Mm. How long have we been, how long have we on the phone here? We have at Yo, least two more cards. of detention, which is this detention sphere on a one-three. It's a wizard, boys. I know. Um, we were gonna. We were gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> Double detention, detention sphere, you with my Nabon on the table. Get wrecked. One Get white, blue, fucking wrecked. Can you? 
enters the battlefield detention sphere, it's a 1-3. Can you do this in a way that, uh, you know how detention sphere, it's an opponent controls. Ah, bummer. As I say, you know how detention sphere, like, if you put detention sphere on the stack and then kill detention sphere, uh, the thing will be exiled forever? Detention spheres can't exile... They can't exile each other, nor can the nor can your other guys, because it has to be the thing an opponent controls. Um, if this, no, you're like, thinking of the trigger. Yeah, this yeah, doesn't yeah. do that. They don't. They they change the templating on that. So I was I can't. was like, man, you can bond one of your opponent's creatures and the bond this, so they couldn't like get anything back. But that doesn't work. Um, no, but you want to know what this does do with the bond? It takes hmm. their two best permanents. Yeah, I got non-land permanents, non-land. I get it's, it's, it's it. A I three know. Mana, three mana Ulamog. Um, Sphinx is Foresight. Two blue blue creature Sphinx. It's a 4-4. Four, four. You may reveal this card from your opening hand. If you do, scry three at the beginning of your first upkeep. Flying at the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. Is this the first non-leyline uh, non-chancellor pregame effect? Oh, yeah. In the game? That that might... No, it's not because you have uh, the, uh, the cave... Yeah, Skirm oh, Powder. Oh, yeah, you have uh, Cave and Serum Powder and shit? Yeah. Jumpstone Caverns. Yeah. It's not the first thing, but it's still... It, it's interesting. Uh, let me see if I can find this article. Here it is. Ben Friedman, friend of the cast. Sphinx of Foresight is busted. Uh, and here is his... Here is his uh, legacy idea. Three of them in Death Shadow. Okay. With you 16 out, lands. You just start, start out, out with, a, with a, a, a Scry 3. Okay. I don't hate that idea. I don't, I don't know how playable it is. I don't know if I want to slot three of those things into my deck. He took out one one to two lands to put, to put three of these in and just get a free Ponder occasionally. I think that's interesting. There's no Delver Secrets. I just, I just, his plan is to maybe get to four and cast this. It pitches to force. Yeah. I'm not saying that this is the best... Well, I mean, it's, actually, a, it's, a, it's a playable, like, you could get to four mana and cast this. Or you could get to four mana and cast Jace. But this, if you had it in your opening hand, you didn't need to get to four mana. Or you can reanimate this. Like, you'd scry three, then discard it to a Faithless Looting and reanimate it. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's bizarre, like, little things. I think people will play this. People love pondering. This thing, this thing the first thing I thought of was modern ad nauseum with this thing. Is there any value to having a creature in your hand? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just... Is there, there is if it's blue. Yeah, you force... <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you cast it, I guess. So, but it's a four mana four for it flying. I mean, I don't know. Um, Let's see. Is there anything it's else? It's good. It's definitely good. Yeah, yeah I think... about this stuff. Yeah, oh, we... hmm. I wanted to just toss a thing in about emergency powers. Sure. You don't want a Time Twister and then drop a Karn? I don't think those two cards go in the same deck. Oh, here's my idea. Dream Halls. This is my idea. Because with Dream Halls... No, li listen to me. But in, I was like trying to think of why you would play this card when Show and Tell on Missions exists, right? I said, so, well, if you play Dream Halls, you have like a bunch of Ancient Tombs and City of Traders and Lotus Petals, and you get a Dream Halls out. You discard like a Nicol Bolas Planeswalker to cast this, Right. Sure. You shuffle your nickel bolas back in. If you draw it, you get to put put it into play. I like the, I like the idea. I'm just going to note that nickel bolas is an eight drop. Uh, nickel bolas, God Pharaoh is a God seven. Pharaoh. Now we're talking. 
right? Because <laughs> that probably wins. It definitely like, gets red blasted. Well, that's why you have uh, I wrong. Your opponent's like, um, cool, thanks for seven cards. One of them's a fucking red blast. I've got Would they red blast your dream halls? They could use the dream halls. Anything you can um anything you can uh pitch to dream halls to cast this. You know. I like that you went right up to like what is the the seven mana thing? It's seven <laughs> or less. Like I would just if I'm in that style of deck, I would just like, I don't know, put into fairy. Wasteland them. Put in Jace. <laughs> no, you're right. I know, but of course you have to go to the, what's the what's the most busted thing you can do? Yeah, show just and tell Emmercool. You're gonna have a you want a full <laughs> hand, right? Like you're gonna have a full hand because the the theory my theory is that you spend your your whole your whole uh, hand getting out your casting this, but then you get seven, then you just draw seven cards, get all your stuff back. And well, then you just you you cycle these like you just play another one. I know this exiles itself, but you have four in your deck, dude. Dude, you just you the the premise of this was you went dream halls, and then get to cast, uh, put a permanent card, right? Yeah. No, if if you went dream halls and then time twistered, and then get another free permanent, like you're you're comboing out. You're not trying to value. We're not looking yeah. to value. We just time twisted and we have free mana. Everything's yeah. free. I think my my theory was that you don't have to have the payoff. Like this is an extra payoff. I don't know. Anyway, I, it's a funny card. I love that it's called emergency powers. Uh, yeah, everything else was bad, but but yeah, emergency powers. I, thought, I think that'll there's someone will try something with that. Anyway, I think this set's interesting so far. I'm yeah. looking forward to the rest of it. We'll probably finish it next week, right? I think all of the like all of the non-character mythics are just super boring, but I think the the, the character set, mythics of, are pretty good. The, the 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 ones that are characters are super interesting. Yeah, yeah. We spent a lot of time today. I, I did I did a lot of cool stuff with. Uh, we had our Paragon of the Year tournament. We had our 24-hour stream. I went. I'm in Texas. I tested some pre-modern yesterday. So there's lots to talk about. Have you already have... moved to Texas, or are you just down there? Um, I'm just down here for the week uh, in the house that I'm going to buy, or that okay. I've already bought. But um, we are uh, we have a tenant moving in to, until we can move here. Right so, on. Yeah, but they're not here yet. But since the kids are still off of school, we're here for a week. Uh, before we uh, sign off, I want to make sure that we uh, thank all of our patrons. Uh, I'm gonna put up a, uh, a questionnaire this week for you guys to go over. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you guys have any ideas about what to do when we, uh, when we hit our next mark, uh, also throw in and let us know. Uh, we got a couple people that are going to be coming up on a free t-shirt pretty soon, or a, a pledged t-shirt, so that's cool. Oh, yes, I saw one of our patrons this weekend, actually. I mean, I always see Brian, but, uh, I saw, uh, Robert Jorgensen this weekend. I awesome. told him I would order a shirt, and I forgot, because I got sick on Christmas. Oh, <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it's always great to see, you know, we love seeing people do support the cast and everything. And, you know, we got star city Syracuse coming up in March. So that'll be a good opportunity to see some of you guys as well. Cool. All right. Well, I think that does it for us this week. Yep. We did well, have a good week, everybody. Yeah. Have a good one guys. <laughs> Bye everybody. Stop! Stop! Animal stop! Can you see animal stop? Let's have a go!
to get those wonderful toys. Eternal Dirtles is supported by Audible.com. If you'd like a free audiobook and start up a trial with Audible, you can go to audibletrial.com slash eternaldirtles, and they'll hook you up with a free book, and you'll be supporting the show. Thanks so much.